Welcome to Next Level Greatness, the podcast. Around here, we'll be talking about all things expansion, going from good to great and from great to greatness. I'm your host, Barbie Collab. Get ready for your next level. Let's do this. Welcome to Next Level Greatness, the podcast. Let's talk about change today. There are so many of us, especially if you're listening to my podcast, that are just trying to upgrade ourselves. It's not about becoming someone else. It's really about, ah, this sounds so cheesy when I say becoming the best version of yourself. I don't mean it that way. I mean it as in how can you evolve? There we go. How can you evolve? into a version of yourself that is more joyful, that is happier. And if you want to be more successful, however you define that, that's what we're here for. We're here to evolve as human beings. And I can't imagine staying static. I mean, that's not who I am. I don't want to just do the same thing over and over every single day, not learn from my mistakes, And I know that some people do, but that's not who I'm speaking to. That's not my audience. That's not the person that I created the podcast for. The person that I created, Next Level Greatness, is the person that wants to evolve. So recently in my Money Magnet course, one of my students had an aha moment and she was like, oh my gosh, I realized that it's my fault that I haven't wanted to look at my money stories, for example. And so when we met, I said fault is terminology of shaming, right? And when we are trying to change or when we are in the process of changing, transforming, evolving, Yes, I guess you can do it through shaming yourself and faulting yourself, or you can do it through love and acceptance, love and surrender. And that is such a much more powerful way to change. And in fact, when it comes to manifesting, you don't manifest the good things in life through the negative emotions. And I'm not saying that you always need to be and feel positive when you're manifesting. No, we're human. And I'm thinking right now of Abraham and Esther Hicks. If you look at their YouTube channel, she always talks about being on the high flying disc. And that sounds really hokey, but it's not. Let's bring it down to earth for a second. It just means that If we're alive, and we're alive, right? You can't be alive 80% of the time. But as long as we're alive, we want most of our emotions and our mindset and our beliefs to be positive. And so let me rephrase that. I'm not someone that believes in toxic positivity. Like you're having a bad day, your cat died, something bad happened, and you're like, I'm having a fantastic day. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm really for having a full range of emotions, but looking at your human experience, finding the meaning in your human experience 
learning from the things that happen in your life that may not be so great. Maybe your cat did die or your dog passed away or your friend did something that really hurt your feelings or something happened between your partner, your spouse. How are you going to handle that? And can you grow from that? To me, that's what being a human and evolving is about. But when we're talking about manifesting, because we're always manifesting. It's just, do we like what we're actually manifesting? I just saw someone post on Facebook. Oh my goodness. We're always in alignment with something. And I said, yes. I thought, yes, you might be in alignment with people always screwing you over, right? So then that's what you always expect. Well, guess what? That's what you're going to get. But if you believe that you are worthy of good experiences and you believe that you are deserving of good things in life, I know that you're going to be much more likely to manifest those beautiful and positive things. Now, this is life and life is full of all the experiences. Of course, bad things could happen. Of course, negative things can happen, but how are we going to respond? And if we want to attract more beautiful experiences into our life, it's going to happen when we have feelings that are not centered around shame and fault. And so this is really an invitation for you to bring a little softness and grace into your life, a little bit more, actually a lot more of self-acceptance. And I think partly that's why the world is so angry because they are so angry at themselves and they're angry at life. And so they get angry at other people. So I think that if we begin with being kinder to ourselves, then the whole world is just going to be a better place to live in. I wanted to take a moment to talk about a part of the brain, which is called the reticular activating system and how that has to do with why we are the way we are. So the RAS, which I call the RAS, I don't think you're supposed to call it the RAS, but I call it the RAS, the RAS, it acts as a filter. So it's like a playbook. Your subconscious records everything that ever happened to you and it gets crystallized by the age of seven. So everything that you ever saw, everything that was ever modeled to you, certain key experiences that really mark you, all these three things, they form like a kind of playbook for you to run your life. And that makes sense because imagine we didn't have any kind of playbook and we're just energy, space, and matter. It would be really difficult to move forward in life if we're just all energy and we don't have any thoughts and beliefs about the way things work. However, so many of us are walking around like little robots. We don't know it. We don't feel like a robot. But this is scientifically true that 95% of our actions and our beliefs and our thoughts are based on what we learned as children, whatever it was that our subconscious decided that that was the way that the world worked. And if most of our actions and most of our beliefs and most of our thoughts are subconscious, then is it really your fault that you're having a challenging time 
changing certain behavior, changing certain beliefs about how the world works. And it's so easy to blame yourself because you could be like, wait, I know that I shouldn't put my restaurant experience on a credit card. I'm just making an example up. Let's say you're in debt and you keep doing the same thing and you're like, what's wrong with me? Why do I keep doing this? And I believe that Part of that has to do with the lack of awareness of where that belief, that behavior, that attitude, that feeling stems from. And so this is an invitation to also take a look at your money stories. And there are other episodes you could look at the different episodes where I've talked about money stories. I really want to invite you to look at whatever behavior it is that you want to change and see if you can determine the origin. Now you get to decide, I mean, you're the boss of you and you get to decide whether you do this work on your own or whether you want to hire a trauma informed therapist, or you get a therapist to do this because For some of you, it just might be too much and that's okay, but you get to decide that. I'm not the one that decides that for you. But I can say that for myself, with awareness, once I'm aware of what I'm actually feeling, even if I haven't dug into the root origin of whatever it is that I want to work on, with awareness can come change. And I wanna give you something specific. So I actually have zero debt, but that wasn't always the case. And I was preparing material for my next session of Money Magnet, and I was thinking about debt. And when I did have it, how did it begin? What I realized was that it's like a frog. When you put a frog in a pot of water and you turn the heat on, it happens so slowly that the frog doesn't realize that it's being boiled alive. I'm sorry for the visual, but that's how it was for me with debt when I was 20 something years old. At first it was appealing. I got a credit card. I put a little bit and then I put a little bit more and then a little bit more. And then before I knew it, I felt like I was drowning in debt and I didn't know how to get out. But I also remember making purchases on that credit card because I thought that buying this would bring about happiness. And now I understand that a tangible thing, especially if it's going to cause stress in your body, can't actually bring you joy. But this was not a conversation that I had with my 20-something-year-old self that I'm like, okay, If you buy this motorcycle, for example, that's a long story, but if you buy this motorcycle, you're actually not going to be a happier person. And what I do remember is the feeling of utter stress from a large purchase that I wouldn't be able to pay for the next month. So if I would have been able to look at the origin of my money story, that it grew slowly, the debt, and that I was making purchases to make myself feel a certain way, 
then I had a choice. Then I could say to myself, okay, I recognize the pattern and now I get to make a decision. The next time that I'm going to go to make a purchase, I can ask myself, do I really need this? Or am I trying to purchase happiness? And that's such a good question because with awareness comes change. With awareness comes the ability to make a different decision because you can be aware and not change. But if you're not aware, how can you change? It's like eating for comfort. I think so many people can relate to that, right? You can be aware that you're eating all the cupcakes or having the pizza or drinking too much wine and that it's not good for you. And you may be aware that you're doing it because you're stressed out or because that's how you're trying to cope, but you can't change it right away, even though you're aware. But the fact that you're aware puts you in a position to be able to change. And it might take a little bit longer for you to decide, okay, now I'm ready for change. So what does this have to do with this whole evolution and self-growth and becoming a better version of yourself? It has everything to do with it because we're being so hard on ourselves often that we're not changing fast enough, that we are not evolving fast enough, but we are. But if we recognize that we've basically coded ourselves our subconscious has been programmed to behave a certain way, which means that changing is not just about like, sometimes it is about making a decision. You've had enough. This is it. I'm not doing this anymore. And then that's it. But that's not always the case. And so bring a little grace, become aware that you don't have to change right in the second. That sometimes it's gradual. Sometimes you have to sit with your emotions until you can decide, all right, I'm ready to face the consequences of this new decision. I know that spending $6,800 on a motorcycle, for example, is not going to bring me happiness. Am I ready to confront the real source of happiness and what will bring me happiness? And that can be scary sometimes. And so we have all these resources, right? We have books on Audible. We have books on Amazon. We have therapy. We have just different courses that you can take, but you get to decide. You're the owner of your life. And that's why I love life so much because we really do have agency. And I love this work of being human, you know, this journey of being human, that we can't control everything. We don't want to control everything, but we can decide who we want to be in this world. And I love that. I hope that you found this episode useful. And again, if you're loving what I'm saying and what I'm sharing, I would love for you to leave a review because it really, really does make a difference I want to be able to impact people. I want to be able to have new ears, listen to my message. And that happens as a collaboration with your help and your reviews. I will see you next week.
Have a great day. Did you love that episode or what? Make sure to leave me a review and let's connect over on Facebook in your empowered life community. I'll see you next time.